for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing and fantastic show, I promise. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and this will be a fun, informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things that I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. I had a chance to do another Barnes & Noble bookstore signing this weekend, and it was so much fun. One of the keys to being successful at a book signing or in sales in general is you have to be willing to start conversations. If you sit back and wait for people to come to you, you will go broke. What that means for me is I greet people as they enter the store. If they say hello, then I'll say, hey, it's a great day to read a book just to open the conversation. Then if they've not completely walked away from me yet, then I ask them what type of book they like to read. If they say they'd like to read horror stories and my book is about personal development, they probably aren't going to buy my book. And so I just wish them a great day. There's no sense wasting my time with someone who will never be your customer. However, if they like to read the same type of book that I've already written, then I suggest that my book might be a good fit for them. Then they will ask me what my book is about. And now the conversation begins and I have a better than average chance of selling a book if that conversation begins. So as in anything, believe in yourself, be bold, be confident and have a lot of fun. That's all you really need. With all this in mind, I would like to introduce my very special guest. His name is Jordan Adler. Let me tell you about him. At 34 years old, Jordan Adler was living in an enclosed garage. His rent was $200 a month. He had two roommates. He carried $36,000 in credit card debt, and his job paid him $14,000 a year. Over the past 27 years, he's become one of the most top, one of the top networkers in the world, earning in excess of $20 million in his home-based business. His send-out cards business overrides over one half a million customers. Jordan wrote the worldwide bestseller Beach Money, and 100% of his profits go to a charity. His favorite is called Kiva, and you can see that at www.kiva.org. His book has been out for several years. It still sells around 5,000 copies a month, and he recently launched his second book, Better Than Beach Money. He splits his time between two mountain homes, a condo on the Las Vegas Strip, and, of course, the beach. And two years ago, he decided to get his helicopter pilot's license for fun. He's also scheduled to become the first network marketer to travel in space as part of Richard Ransom's Virgin Galactic Civilian Space Program. We will absolutely talk about a lot of these things and so much more on the show. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. Leave a review. I would be very, very grateful for that. So here we are with my very, very special guest, Jordan Adler. Jordan, how are you? I'm great, Brian. How are you? Nice to have you. Nice to, nice to see you. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Nice Appreciate to have it. you here. Yeah, totally. Uh, this has been a long time in coming, and so I'm really, really grateful that we have the opportunity to talk. It's been a while since I've had anyone in network marketing on my show, and so this will be really, really fun. Uh, I would love to hear more about your background. I firmly believe that the best way to get to know who someone is is to find out how their journey started and what they overcame, and I'll let you take this wherever you'd like. Thank you so much. Um, hi, everybody. Uh Actually, I grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago and uh, grew up in a lower middle income family. Uh, my dad uh, had a, you know, he's a working class guy. We were, we lived in a thousand square foot home with my, I had two sisters and I was always, I, I don't know why, but I was wired as an entrepreneur. So when I was very young, I was doing, I was doing things like, you know, lemonade stands and, and uh, I had a paper route and I was always looking for ways to increase my tips by treating people special and things like that. And uh, I, my dad required myself and my two sisters to go to college, uh, but we, he, would pay, he would save his whole life for us to go for one year, and then we had to figure out how to pay for the other three years. So um, I did go to the University of Illinois. He paid for my first year. I was a resident advisor and a night clerk. And again, I was wired as an entrepreneur, so I started like looking at entrepreneurial opportunities when I was in my late teens and early 20s. Um, I always, uh, my jobs typically were with companies that were startup companies that were growing. And so, because they were very entrepreneurial. So 
you know, I was with a small landscaping company initially. And then right out of school, I took a guitar, a suitcase and 250 bucks and moved to Arizona because there was a lot of building going on. And I had a degree in landscape architecture. So I, I got a job paying 12 grand a year. Uh, and I was living in a little apartment and drove up a beat up old car. And um, I was all at the same time looking in the newspaper for classified ads for entrepreneurial opportunities. And over the next 10 years, I got myself involved in one at a time, but I got myself involved in 11 different network marketing companies, business opportunities uh, over the course of uh, 10 years, 11 companies, never made a penny, never signed up anybody, not one person. I would talk to two or three people and they would be negative or they would shoot me down and I would get uh, depressed, discouraged, and I would quit. I was living in a rental in Old Town Tempe at the time. Um, I had two roommates, all of us paid $200 each. That was my rent. I had the garage. It was enclosed. Thank God. And uh, I had a, my, my nightstand was a cinder block and a piece of plywood. I owned one suit. I was a hang glider pilot. I learned to fly hang gliders running off mountains. Wow. And so I found a hang glider. I saved up for months and I found a hang glider for $500. And I would push it through the window of the garage and hang it on the ceiling above my uh, bed. And at the time I was driving a beat up old Jeep that I would mounted on top of, and then I'd go out to the mountains with friends and we'd fly. And so at the same time, I was, you know, getting involved in these different companies. I was listening to audiobooks, climbing up and down the mountain in Phoenix, um, uh, Squaw Peak, it was called. Now it's called Piestua Peak. And I'd listen. I had my yellow Walkman with audio tapes, and I'd listen to audios, and I'd read books, and I'd go to events. And I had credit cards. I started getting credit cards because I pay my bills on time. And back then, if you paid your credit card, on time, even if it was a tiny amount, they'd send you an application pre-approved for another one. And I did that over a period of about three years. I, I got 22 credit cards. And I started using those credit cards to go to events, to buy product, uh, to um, buy audiobooks. And over the course of the next 10 years, I racked up $36,000 in debt, never paid any of it down because I didn't make any money in those opportunities and my pay at my job was so low. Um, I was using credit cards at many times to pay my bills. And I got to a point where, you know, it was a critical point. My accountant, I had an accountant at that point uh, told me I needed to file bankruptcy or figure out a way to make an extra two grand a month. And so I uh, joined my 12th network marketing company in 1992 and started, uh, I, I learned how to give a simple presentation. And there was a place called Coffee Plantation on Mill Avenue. Yep. And I started giving one presentation a day at that coffee plantation. I was working for America West Airlines at the time. My, uh, the airline had just filed bankruptcy, and they cut my pay from 28000 a year down to 14000 a year. Couldn't pay my bills. I was meeting with people at the coffee plantation. I couldn't even most of the time afford to buy them coffee. And uh, once a day, I, three times a week, I would meet with somebody at coffee plantation Usually it was somebody that worked with me at the airline because I knew a lot of people over there. And I started signing up about one person a month. And I did that for two years. And my 16th distributor was a woman named Jackie Ulmer. And Jackie was a, uh, an analyst at the airline. She was married to an airline pilot, Mark. We became good friends. And uh, Jackie, when she signed up, she talked to a woman in New Mexico named Judy Dubiel. Judy was a secretary and a student. And Judy signed up, and she started inviting people over to her home. And over the next three years, that group grew to 12,000 distributors and 40,000 customers, and it made me my first million dollars. And that was at the age of uh, 36 years old, 37, between 36 and 37 years old is when my income skyrocketed. And I left my job, and I have not had a job now since 1997. That was the last time I went to a job. And now I live off my residual income, and I travel all over the world, and and uh, so um, that, that's kind of my story. Now, that company I was with was a telecom network marketing company, and I was there for 13 years and grew a team of 85,000 distributors and a quarter million customers. And then we became very large as a network marketing company and as a telecom. And the whole industry went digital. We were an analog-based mechanical switch company. We had hundreds of millions of dollars of mechanical switches all over the world that controlled the routing of telephone calls. We were a long distance company. And when that company, when the whole industry went digital, we became obsolete overnight. 
And so about 14 years ago, I was looking for an opportunity, trying to figure out what direction my career was going to take. And I found the company I'm with now. And I just ramped it up with this company. I did in five months what it took me about five years to do with that company. Wow, that's awesome. Was there a particular resource that really taught you about how to do this right? You know, um, I think it was just a culmination of reading books written by successful people in the business. So when I read, um, and also some fictional authors as well, um, John Milton Fogg's book, he's, he was never a big success in network marketing, but he, he wrote a fantastic book called uh, 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 um, John Milton Fogg, The Greatest Networker in the World. And I read that book. Um, I read Tom Schreider's uh, book, Big Al Tells All, back then. Mm-hmm. There weren't too many books written on network marketing back then. But one of the things that really helped me is one of the 11 opportunities that I was involved in was Amway. And Amway had a book of the month and a tape of the week program, and I was involved in that. It cost me like 40 bucks a month. And so I would get a tape every week, an audio tape every week, and I would listen to it. And I learned, uh, even to this day, I mean, <laughs> you can go online on eBay and find boxes of, of cassette tapes of old Amway leaders speaking at yeah. their conventions. And I, I actually did that. I went online and I bought a huge box of hundreds of tapes. And then I went down to Urban Outfitters and bought a cassette player, which, you know, they're very hard to find today, but Urban Outfitters have cassette players. And so I bought one and I listened to those tapes and I, I learned a lot. About 70% of it is still very relevant today. Fantastic. About 30% of it is not. Yeah. That, that's great. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Jordan Adler. He's written a book called beach money and he has another book called better beach money let's we'll find out later in the show how you can get even better than beach money that's for sure and uh, we talked about how he got started in fact i'll tell you my grandma um, sold amway way back in the day we went to her house all the time to get uh, uh, laundry detergent and those types of products she had a, a section in her house all section all sorted out for all of her products and it was fun it was a great reason to go see grandma once a week but uh, we'll talk about uh, his book beach money we'll talk about what financial independence means to him and we will talk about so much more when we come back from the break this is success profiles radio please stay with us don't go away we will be right back to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. 
And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jordan Adler. And if you've not gotten my latest book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. It's based on interviews with some of my best guests that I've ever had on the show. And that's the book that I was promoting at Barnes & Noble last weekend. So you can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it on their website. You can get it in the store. You can even get it on Amazon. I would love it if you do that and even leave a review. That would be fantastic. So Jordan, I would love to talk to you about the mindset shift that you had around money because money was a challenge for you. And then you just started making your presentations and just trusting God, the universe, whatever you'd like to believe that things are going to start working out. And when we put our effort out there, things do eventually start to work out if you keep going and don't give up. So let's talk about the mindset shift around money that took place for you. Yeah, there were a couple of things and it was a mind shift, uh, a mindset shift about money. And it also was a huge, um, shift regarding belief. And I'll, I'll talk about both of those briefly. I read a book years ago, uh, called, um, uh, money love. And even the title of the book triggers some people. I know it did for me when I first saw the title, it's like loving money. It's almost like there's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And when I read the book, I found out the book was very different than what the title conveyed. As I read the book, it was really about doing good with money and that money is a lot like water and that if it sits, it gets stagnant and it starts to smell. And if it moves, if it's moving, then it stays healthy, just like a, a stream that's moving is fresh. And so I started looking, viewing money differently as a, as a mechanism for doing good in the world and not focusing on what I'm going to get, but focusing what I'm going to give, focusing on the value that I can provide. So that was one huge shift for me was that shift in focus. So, so the, the second uh, thing that, that represented um, kind of a defining moment for me, I, I typically believe that it's the defining moments where everything shifts for you. And when I look back in my life, and I can tell you that specifically what happened and when that resulted in a monumental shift in my life. And I think if you talk to any successful entrepreneur and you ask them, you know, what's the defining moments that changed everything for you, they can usually tell you. And the second area was around belief. And it, it was a result of a couple that um, because I always sat in the front row and I always took notes at these events, they believed in me, they believed in my potential and they invited me to an event in San Francisco and I didn't have the money to go to the event. So they paid my way because they believed in me and they saw my potential. And after the event, they invited me to a dinner with uh, 12 people that were the top leaders in the company. And I was sitting at this dinner uh, and chatting with everybody. And these are people that at that time were making more money um, in a month, like, like multitudes more money in a month of anybody that I ever met in my life. And it was residual. It was money that would come in month after month after month, whether they went to work or not. And I was just listening absorbing. But most of all, what I saw is that if these people can do it, I can do it because they were no different than me. They had the same stories. It's just, they had gotten on the other side of those stories. And so I, um, went back and I started doing appointments. I just started scheduling appointments and meeting with people a few days a week. And that's where things, everything, everything shifted for me. So it was just my, it was my view about money and what money represents and what my beliefs are about around money. And secondly, it was belief in myself. It really had, it had almost nothing to do with the company, the opportunity. In fact, uh, in my current situation, I'm not saying I'm the cause of the success of our company, but 90% of the growth of the company that I'm with right now over the past 14 years has come from my initial efforts. In other words, what I, start, what I got started in the company years ago and continue to build today. So, when, when somebody joins a network marketing company, um, it's not just the company, it's not just the opportunity, the comp plan, the leadership, it's also what do you do with it? Like what, how, much, how much business do you drive into that company? You could actually be the cause of the success of a company. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so not ever giving up certainly is a huge part of that as well because network marketing can be really, really hard if you don't know what you're doing. What did you learn about perseverance? So I have a, I have a, um, a saying uh, that I've adopted that I share with people all the time. In fact, people quote it back to me sometimes years later. I hear it all the time, but it's something that I adopted years ago, and that is don't quit on a bad day. Because mm. as human beings, um, we get excited and we get discouraged. Our emotions are very fluid. They go up and they go down. 
And there's a lot of times that you'll feel discouraged uh, and, and you'll feel like uh, you'll question and doubt yourself. Doubt is a normal human emotion, and we, we all experience it no matter what level you're at. You can be making $100,000 a month in your business and still experience doubt. That's just normal. So the key is to learn to manage those emotions. Don't, don't let the highs get too high and don't let the lows get too low. And, and, and most of all, don't ever quit on a bad day. I'll tell you a quick story. I was, uh, do I have time for a story before the break? Yes. Ryan? Yeah, so I, I, um, I was at an event and I was, it, there were, there were uh, 8,000 people in the crowd and I was backstage wired up in my suit getting ready to walk up onto the stage. It's very dark back there. The bright lights are coming from the front. And just before I was getting ready to walk up the steps to go onto the stage and give a 20-minute talk in front of 8,000 people, my phone vibrated in my coat. And I did something that I typically tell myself never to do, and that is to look at my phone right before going on stage. And I did with a text message from my sister saying, Dad's going to die tonight. Uh-oh. And my dad, was in, my dad was in Chicago. My heart sunk. I got really emotional. The, the leaders, the guys that were running the event came over, uh, the couple, they put their arms around me. They knew something was up. I told them what was going on. And I was literally being introduced at that moment. And I had to decide in seconds, do I go on the stage or do I say I can't do it and have them go up and explain? Everyone would have understood. But I realized at that moment, and it was in the moment, I thought to myself, you know what? I've been teaching people, don't make your decisions based on your emotions. Make them based on your commitment. Wow. And so is- I, I decided I did it 20 minutes and then I left. I booked my flight. My dad was around for two more weeks. I got to spend time with him and he was fully conscious. So that was all good. And, uh, but I went out and I did the, I did my gig. I didn't make my decision. I, I had to practice what I preach and that's what I tell people all the time. And cause the emotional stuff gets really powerful and really strong and it will shut you down. Yeah. The key is to do it work when you're feeling down. That's the key. Cause then your ups become much higher. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We've got maybe a minute and a half or so until our our break. What is your definition of financial independence? You know, if you have, uh, if you have a, um, I I, I do believe this, that if you have to go to work for your money, then that's not financial independence. Mm. If you have, if your, if your income equals your bills every month, then you have freedom. So if you can, if you can create a, a residual check, a check, and, and a lot of people don't even believe it's possible. And, and even the ones that believe it's possible, most of them don't believe it's possible for them. And the truth is, there are millions of people that live, millions, it's something like 4 million people that live off their residual income, meaning they don't have to go to work anymore to make their money. Wow. There's lots of different ways to do it. You can do it with rental real estate. You can do it with vending machines. Network marketing is about the most affordable and requires the least amount of time because you get leverage yeah. to produce a residual check, a check that comes in month after month after month after month for doing the work one time. That's great. And we are coming up against our break. My guest is Jordan Adler. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jordan Adler. And we are going to talk about his book called Beach Money right now. Tell us why you decided to write this and what is it about? You know, I never said, uh, Brian, thanks for that question. I never said I'm going to write I'm, not, I'm going to write a book. Um, every Monday night I've been doing a uh, – it's like a podcast, but it's really a conference call for my team. And most of it's generic. It's stuff that could be applied to any business or any network marketing opportunity. And, and I would write back before, you know, I had a computer, I would write it all out on yellow pads. And then I'd use that, those notes to do my Monday night conference call. And then I would throw those notes into a box. And I, I had a, a big, heavy box filled with notes. And I thought, I need to put this into a book that I can then make available to my team. And as I started doing it, I realized it's very valuable content. It's, 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 information that every network marketer wants, so I'm going to keep it fully generic. And many, many years ago, long before um, I'd had success in network marketing, I used to run ads in the classified section of the newspaper. And every time I would put the title Beach Money, I don't even know where I got that phrase, but somewhere I heard Beach Money or I created it, and I would use that as a heading in these little tiny $250 ads that I would run that would get very poor results. But I put beach money and then my little blurb in there. And anytime I wrote, I titled it beach money, I would get like 20 times more calls than any other title. And so uh, I remembered that and I thought that would be a great title for a book. And so I just called it beach money and then wrote a couple stories about the beach that are true stories and talked about, you know, beach money is really a metaphor for, for your life, whatever you want your life to be. Yeah. So that's, that's why the book was written. And, uh, I made it available um, on Amazon, and and it, it, it became a over. I mean, it became a hit. Um, people were people were sending out cases of them to their teams by the thousands, and um, it ended up selling uh, probably about six hundred thousand copies now, and uh, better than Beach Money. My second book is selling very well as well, and it's a book that anywhere in the world I go, I have people come over to me saying, "Are you Beach Money?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So it's really kind of it's cool because it's done. The books really helped a lot of people in network marketing around the world. Fantastic. And so you've used that as a vehicle to grow your business. I constantly preach that to my ghostwriting clients. It's like, use this as a vehicle to grow your business. That's why you're doing the book. Yeah. And and I don't, I give away the uh, the profits from my book, Beach Money, uh, 100% of the profits, as you mentioned in the introduction, go to charity, go to Kiva, which is a fantastic organization. And I recommend if you're a parent or if you're not a parent, go to Kiva.org and check it out. It's such a great thing because it's not just the money you give that the that that it's it's the 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 ripple effect of giving that money because that money is used to help entrepreneurs in developing countries start businesses at a very tiny level. I mean, they're like they one one guy wants to make bricks, you know, so he could build homes in Africa or somebody wants to start a little farm stand or a shoe repair shop or whatever, and they pay the money back and then you can reloan it out again and again and again and again. So I've got, I don't know, somewhere in the range of $300,000 now that I keep loaning back out to people to start businesses because they pay the loans back. Wow. That is And there's no, no interest, no interest on it. So it's a great organization. You can, you can uh, loan as much as, as little as $25. Wow. And you can see exactly you can see exactly where the money's going, the family, where they're located, what they're going to do with it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we probably have some people listening to this who are in MLM or perhaps who might be interested in that. How do you find people to join your organization? Because the big stigma is I don't want to bug my family and friends. So what do you do? How do you find people? Well, my 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 family's not involved. A lot of my friends are, but a lot of them are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of, I do a lot of networking. I think networking, I mean, meeting people that want to meet me. So anywhere you go where there's a group of business professionals that have business cards, um, that meet either weekly or monthly. Um, there's many opportunities like that throughout the city, uh, wherever you live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also today, social media is a big, uh, you know, any, any group that you, that you join on Facebook is essentially like meeting a bunch of entrepreneurs in a meeting room. And there's, 
literally a million groups you can search and find. Like I'm involved in a, I'm a helicopter pilot, and so I'm in, as a hobby, and so I'm involved in some helicopter groups, and I meet those people and get to know them. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I don't push my opportunity on anyone. I'm not a charlatan. I'm not pushy or salesy. But if somebody is looking for an opportunity, I'll give them an opportunity to see what I do. Yeah. And some of them want to be part of it. Absolutely. So how does that conversation begin? Of course, in any sales uh, opportunity that you might have, whether it's network marketing, whether it's retail, whether it's car sales, home sales, whatever it is, you have to build rapport and you have to establish liking, knowing, interesting. And so I'm sure this has has a huge place in, in your conversation too. Isn't that right? Yeah, so absolutely. So the first thing is you want to make sure that your focus is all about them and not about you and what you do. So it's really more being, being inquisitive and la- asking lots of questions, genuine qu- questions that you, the answers you're generally in, in, uh, genuinely interested in. So I'm going to spend as much time as possible. If they ask me questions about me, my answers are going to be very brief. I will answer them, but I'm going to focus my attention on them, asking them questions and gathering information. And so, for example, uh, I have a home up on the mountain outside of Vegas at about 9,000 feet, and I'm not up there much, and I needed somebody to plow my driveway, and so I got a, a referral from somebody, and this guy's been plowing my driveway for three years, but I've never met him. I've never even talked to him. I've been texting his wife, but I pay him 100 bucks. I leave $100 in his mailbox. Well, the other day, I went up there, and he plowed my driveway, and he was standing in the yard, so I met him, and we started talking, and I asked him what he did, and he asked me what I did, and I find out he has an internet business, and I said, we need to get together and kick some ideas around. Now, he's been plowing my driveway for years, so there's that we have, but that's the only connection we have. So I'm meeting him tomorrow up on the mountain for lunch, and he's going to tell me all about his businesses, and I'm going to tell him about mine. So that's, that's kind of how I do it. I ask questions, listen, look for opportunities to say, let's, let's get together, let's talk. Absolutely. And in any sales and network marketing, I'm sure, is very much like that, sometimes people say yes on the first opportunity that you talk to them, and sometimes they don't. So you've got a really unique follow-up system. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so um, I can't imagine anyone doing business without the system that we have. It's so powerful. I think it's the most powerful uh, referral-based system that's out there, to be, to be honest. I mean, what I do is I, I always follow up um, uh, with a card in the mail that I del- it's delivered through. It's, it's ordered from a, my app on my phone or the computer. So if I want to send a thank you card or a nice to meet you card or a thinking of you card, I can take photos from my phone, put them right on the card, type in a personal message, hit the send button, and that's printed for me on quality, high quality photographic paper and mails for me. And uh, and, and, and so that, that system I've sent out, not over the past 14 years, I've sent out 90,000 cards. And sometimes it's holiday cards. I just got finished sending 3,300 uh, Christmas cards out and um, – I'm sending cards every day. I send nice to meet you cards, thank you cards, bereavement cards, get well cards, uh, you know, congratulations on your promotion cards. And that, that has a lasting effect. If you put pictures on those cards from Facebook of things that are important to them and they, they put them on their fridge, the refrigerator, they put them on their nightstand, and they remember you every time they, they look, at the, look at the cards. So it's a really, really powerful, unique system for making sure people feel important and special. I love that. That's fantastic. And I also want to talk about working the numbers because you never know which person you bring into your organization is going to be the one to make it big. You mentioned a story earlier uh, in a previous organization where you signed up one person a month and it was the 16th person or whatever, 13th or 16th person who ended up building a huge organization. So how many people and of course, it probably depends on the comp plan and the organization you're in. How many people should someone plan to sponsor in order to get to a really good income level? That's that's a great question. I was coached many years ago, again, long before I ever had any success at all, that you'll need to sponsor 20 to 30 people to find one that's going to do anything worth talking about. And this is pretty much the same in real estate. If you're a real estate broker, you'll need to hire 30 agents before you find one that's going to make a hundred grand a year. Most of them are going to be hobbyists and the great majority of them are actually going to quit. And that's how it is in network marketing. And that's how it is in the gym. If you owned a gym and you want to know how many people are you going to have to sign up as members before you find one that's going to come every week, it's going to be about 30 before you find one. And that's just the nature of people. And so 
Um, what I teach people is learn to, get, learn to set up an appointment, learn to give a simple presentation, be prepared to give, you know, three to five presentations a week minimum, and look for the one or two people per month that want to do it and do that for a couple of years. And then you'll have a third of the people will do nothing and quit. A third of them will do just a little. A third of them will do just a little more than a little. And one out of 20 to 30 will do something that will significantly change your bank account. Fantastic. And to get through all of the ones that will do that, there's a lot of rejection. So how has your mindset toward rejection changed over the years? You know, it's so crazy, Brian, because today I don't really deal with the rejection. And, I, and when I say that, it's like I think um, I've gotten so good at asking questions and listening that I don't present to somebody unless they're going to I know they're going to be positive. Mm. And I know that in advance because of the answers to the questions that I've asked. Yeah. So, for example, if they if they tell me that they're they're not looking for anything, that they completely love their job, that they don't believe in network marketing, that they uh, have no desire to have anything more than they have right now, then I'm not going to present to them, so I don't get rejected. Right. And it's very much like I was talking about at the beginning with my bookstore signings. Yeah. I ask people, yeah. what kinds of books do you like to read? And if it's nowhere near the kind of book that I like to write, then I wish them a good day and good luck to you. I, I'm not going to spend exactly. my time trying to twist someone's arm to read a completely different type of book than they're used to reading. And I love right. how you basically just said the same thing. So right. we got a couple minutes until our final break. Why do you love going to events? Well, it just gives me an opportunity to make more friends, you know, and, and uh, you know, I thrive on that. I, it's interesting because I'm, I'm somewhat of an introvert. It's hard to believe this for most people, but I am. Um, I spend a lot of time by myself, which I like. Um, and at the same time, I, I like doses of being around people. And so, um, I, and, and I, like, I like to make friends. I like to hear people's stories. I want to know, you know, what I, I love to hear people's stories and, you know, uh, it's always it's always an interesting conversation when I hear, you know, um, what people have been through to, to to have success and to get to where they are today, and and uh, you know their trials and tribulations and how they overcame those, and that's that's always the the best part. So yeah. and then also it represents opportunity. I believe connecting people when you take when you when you as a catalyst find two people that you know that are really great people and you put them together, you figure out a way to get them together, magic happens. So I look for opportunities to connect people. I love doing that too. I love seeing two people who need each other, but don't know each other yet. The magic yeah. is just amazing. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, there's something really spiritual and energetic about all that. We are coming up against our final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. We are with my very special guest, Jordan Adler. His book is Beach Money. Get it on Amazon. It's selling very, very well, even still today, almost a decade later. So get that, and we will talk more with Jordan Adler when we come back from the break. I'm going to ask him about becoming the net first network marketer to go to space. That's coming up sometime in his near future. I'd love to ask him how that happened and how he met Richard Branson, and we'll talk about so much more. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's Marching 
Neurocritics, or the people who study dreams, tell us that the kind of television you watched as a child can affect your dreams today. For instance, if you had a black and white TV, you might be prone to colorless dreams. I'm pretty sure I dream in color, but my friends say it's a pigment of my imagination. It has been suggested the type of cheese you eat can also impact your dreams. This might be a bit hard to digest, but a study conducted by the British Cheese Board discovered that people who ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities, while folks who ate blue cheese experienced more bizarre dreams. A bad dream could give you matatulapia, or the bad mood you experience when you get up on the wrong side of the bed. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and down the stretch we come. And my very special guest is Jordan Adler. His book is called Beach Money, and he's got another book called Better Beach Money. It, that's out now, right? Yeah, it's Better Than Beach Money. Better, better than, than Beach Money. Beach money. Yeah, what is the difference? Is what is the difference between Beach Money and Better Than Beach Money? Yeah, so uh, Beach they're very different books. They're both filled with stories, and they're all true stories. Um, they're short. Uh, but beach money really is kind of like the slogan of your show. If I can do it, you can do it. It really helps to instill belief because see, I break it down and I, I share the numbers and I talk about, you know, mindset, all the things that, um, most people have a hard time with in, in their pursuit of an entrepreneurial opportunity, especially if they've had a job all their life. The second book is really about how a minor or a tiny shift in focus can dramatically uh, change the trajectory of your life. So for example, if you can imagine um, a hummingbird gets into your home and that hummingbird flies right over to the window and it's trying to get out. Hummingbirds are very fast and they're very difficult to catch. And there's a wide open door and that's all that hummingbird would have to do is to shift its attention. It could effortlessly fly to freedom. But you know that if that hummingbird continues to fly towards the window, it's ultimately going to die on the windowsill. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's, it, that, that one direction leads to death and struggle and the other direction is effortless and leads to freedom and it's all about the focus of that hummingbird so i, I that's the, the, the premise of the of the book better than beach money is like how can those minor tiny shifts create massive success for you in an instant wow that's fantastic and we can get both of these books on amazon right correct yes great where can we find you as long as i'm thinking about it right now yeah beachmoney.com is probably the best bait but you can google me and find me really easily i'm all over the place Absolutely. Let's talk about going to space. How did that opportunity come to you and when is it happening? It's such a crazy story, Brian, how it happened. Um, I, many, many years ago, long before they were talking about civilians going into space, I, I'm, I'm a fan of writing down my dreams. So yes. I write down lists of dreams that I want to achieve. And I've also learned over the years that when I write something down, it doesn't have to be something I believe. So a lot of times what I write down, I, I don't believe it's truly possible for me when I write it. And one of those was, believe it or not, when I was in my 40s, long before, many, many years before they were talking about civilian space travel, I wrote down uh, space traveler. That's what I wrote down on my uh, journal. And then many years later, I'm in Salt Lake City at a Marriott, and I go downstairs to the Starbucks, and they're closed. They don't open until 6 a.m., and I was down there very early. And this one woman walks by, and she stops, and she has an Australian accent. And I asked her uh, who she is, and she knew me. I didn't know her. And I asked her what she did, and she did. And she said she was in travel. And I said, you're a travel agent? She says, yes. And I know the travel business has, has changed, and I know that most travel agents aren't doing so well today with the Internet. And I said, so how's it going? I fully expecting her to say not so good. And she says, it's going fantastic. She said, I just had my best year ever in 21 years. And I go, wow, what do you do? And she says, I book space. And I go, space? And I'm thinking space in hotel rooms, space on right. cruise ships. She goes, no, I book space. And she points up. And I go, how does that work? She says, it's a quarter million bucks for a ticket to go on Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Space Program, which hadn't happened, obviously. It hasn't happened yet. 
but uh, on my on my fifty uh, fifty fifth birthday, I uh, wired the money and um, became uh, one of the. I got one of the slots to go off into space, and so. Right now, they're doing high-power testing. They're have, they just had their first successful trip to space with the spaceship mm-hmm. uh, on testing. And, and uh looks like sometime within the next year and a half to two years, I'll be taking a trip to space and be the first network market in space. That is amazing. Have you met Richard Branson, or is that something that is on the horizon? No, I've met him twice, and I actually had a an opportunity to have lunch with him, just me and him in Vegas, and I wasn't able to make it happen. But he was here, and but we did meet um, – we met backstage at an event at the Las Vegas Convention Center that was run by GoPro, Eric Rowore. Yep. And, uh, and, and then I had, I had an opportunity to ask him a question from the stage, and then I also met him backstage, and we talked about the Virgin Galactic program. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, going to space is certainly a bucket list item. You own a helicopter now. Was that a bucket list item, too? It was. Owning a helicopter and learning to fly a helicopter were both bucket list items, and one of those, those were, those were dreams and goals that I really truly believed would never happen, but I just wrote them down and had faith and trusted and allowed, uh, good things to happen. And one thing led to the next and here I am. Has that helped your business or has that made your life for your business easier or is it just a fun thing? It's just a fun thing. It's not really, it's not at all. Uh, it's a great story, but uh, in terms of actually helping my business, no, I wouldn't say that it has, it really is not really designed for that. Okay. Fair enough. What has surprised you about entrepreneurship? What surprised me? What has surprised you? Yeah. Having, having, having a financially free lifestyle and being able to call your own shots is way better than you think it is. Oh yeah. It, it's way better. Like ever, if people knew how great it was, they'd work harder. They'd uh, be less hesitant to give up on their dreams and less hesitant to throw in the towel if they really knew how great it was on the other side. That's fantastic. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs who might be struggling right now? Uh, grow yourself. Look for uh, do a better get better at um, at 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 your personal development. Go to more events. Meet more people that are successful. Read biographies by successful people, and um, and feel what it feels like to be them. So Absolutely. not just read it intellectually, but actually. Do yourself, try and put yourself into their shoes so you can feel what it feels like to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Reading books, that is great advice. What are some of your favorite or most influential books that you've read? You know, there's a book uh, called You Squared that has probably had the most impact on me of any other book. And it's a very, very short, tiny book. It's by a guy named Price Pritchett. You can get it. uh, I I believe it's on Amazon. I'm not 100% sure, but Mm. you can Google his name, Price Pritchett. Uh, That's a, that, that was a big one for me. Um, I've also uh, things from way back that had had a huge impact was the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz. Yep. Um, I love that book. And then there's a whole bunch of network marketing books that I've read over the years that have had a huge impact on me. I read the magic of thinking big because I bought that from one of my students who was in Amway 20 uh-huh. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Great book. That was my first real experience reading personal development and it blew my mind. I mean, it, it was written a long, long time ago. So when you read that book and you see the numbers that Dr. Schwartz is quoting, you're going to think, wow, this was written back in the 50s. And it was. But it's the idea. It's the ideas that you need to grab a hold of. It's amazing. Let me ask you, Jordan, uh, you've obviously accomplished a lot in your life. That means that you somehow have learned how to become really efficient with your time. How do we do that? You know, I don't know what they call it exactly. There's a name for it, uh, chunking or something like that. I'm not really right. sure. There's a name for it. Is that what they call it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. So I, I, um, I'm very focused when I'm working. Very, very focused. I, I, I schedule a lot of playtime, a lot. Um, probably too much. Uh, but I also schedule my work. So, like, I schedule my workouts. I schedule my, my free time. Sometimes that's days, in it, days at a time. You know, it might be a three-day thing, and I might – I might do one or two hours of work on those days, but for the most part, I'm not working. And uh, so, for example, I'm going for two days of helicopter training. That's chunked out. You know, it's not, it's not work. It's going to get helicopter training in San Antonio right after the holiday. And then I've got my workout scheduled, and I've got my personal development time scheduled, and I've got my meetings scheduled, all of it. Wow. That's absolutely and fantastic. Yeah. So, And also, I'm, I'm committed to being in Phoenix once a week for a, for a BNI networking event every single Wednesday. And so uh, I have to plan out my weeks, sometimes three or four weeks in advance. 
but it's not a, it's great because I know when I'm going to be having some time to just, you know, decompress and chill at one of my mountain homes or, you know, with friends, uh, out of the country or whatever. And that's fantastic. I love it. So let me ask if you were starting over today, knowing what, you know, right now, what might you have done differently? I will tell you that I, for many years, I would tell people, because I get that question more than any other question, and for years, I would tell people that I wouldn't change anything, but the truth is, I figured out a couple of years ago that there is one thing I would change, and that is uh, the philosophy from The Richest Man in Babylon, the book, uh, and that is if I had just, uh, instead of uh, on a whim investing in things that I thought would be good opportunities, um, instead of if I had just taken that money and taken 10% of my money from the very first check all the way up to today, 10%, every single check, whether it was a $100 check, put away $10, the $10,000 check, put away $1,000. Uh, if I had just done that with growth, I would have had an additional $20 million put away. But over my first, the first 13 years of my successful career, instead what I did is when you start making money, you think you're smart and people come to you with investment ideas and opportunities I invested $4 million over the course of the years into a whole bunch of different businesses and ideas and opportunities, and I lost all of it over the course of 13 years. And so my last 14 years, I, I put away 10%. That's what I'm doing now. Because That's fantastic. It, and then I just don't touch it. I don't look at it. I don't even know what's there. I just let it grow. That's awesome. There is an energy to that. I know T. Harvecker talks about that in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So what is the scariest thing you've ever done? You know, truthfully, the hardest thing I ever done, which probably had the moments of the scariest thing was learning to fly a helicopter. Uh, that would be the, that would be probably number two. Number one would be walking out on stage in front of thousands of people and speaking. Wow. That's hard. That's still to this day. I get anxiety over it, but I can do it today. For many years, I couldn't even do it. It was so it was one of those things that I had to overcome and I really, truly, for many, many years, didn't fully overcome it. And even to this day, it's, uh, it's something that I like to do, and I, lo I love it when it's over. And at the same time, I look back on it fondly, but it's something that creates a lot of anxiety for me. Wow. Well, you've overcome it, and you're enjoying it. So that's, yeah. that's something that I uh, hear over and over again. That which you are afraid of, run toward, because there's probably an opportunity for you. Does that sound reasonable? That's about right. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's true. That's Absolutely. Good. So as we wind down, Jordan, the question I ask everybody is who inspires and motivates you? We've got about a minute left. You know, um, if I were to, uh, if I were to identify one person, I would say Richard Branson. I yeah. mean, cause he represents, he's the iconic entrepreneur. He's very creative. He doesn't, uh, he's very fun. He keeps everything light. I really like his style. So in turn, and then also interesting people, people that follow their own path. People that make their decisions not based on what other people are going to think, but based on what their heart uh, points them towards. That's okay. inspiring to me. Absolutely. And we are coming up to the end of the show. And you can find Jordan Adler at beachmoney.com. Thank you, Jordan, for being here. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Brian, for the invitation. You're so welcome. Join us next week, Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, and we can learn their journey, what they overcame, and what we can learn from it. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. This has been Success Profiles Radio. See you. part of success profiles radio with your host brian k wright each week we'll explore different aspects of success and help